Adventure Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. John decided to say, oh, hello, and welcome to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio. Good morning to you. And you're here with Anita and Mike until nine o'clock this morning. And, uh, oh, Mike will just tell us a little bit about us, won't you? Oh, good. Can if you want me to. <laughs> Don't well, sound so excited. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't ready for that one. No worries. Well, we are adventurers ourselves and there is nothing better... I guess, than being able to share the adventure with other travellers, other adventurers. So we have travelled, we've written about it, and now we run a, a camping store in Mount Barker for enthusiast camper trailer owners. Yeah, yes, and we thought we'd um, just get on the radio and share some of our stories where we also do uh, columns in the local Weekend Herald mm-hmm. about certain place to go visit. And also in Caravan World, where we just have a, a week, a monthly column called On the Trails, which we just talk about whatever. Isn't it? Interesting things. And on today's show, we've got something interesting. That's right. We have got some travellers. We've got Lynn and Greg all the way from Queensland. We have. Uh, and um, they're going to be telling us about their big lap. And it is a big, big lap. That's right. But we'll talk to them after this short break. There was a bit of Tame Impala with Let It Happen and uh, we did Let It Happen this morning. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 Hills Radio on the FM dial and we are the voice of the Adelaide Hills and this morning we are talking to some people that are living the dream. That's it, they're doing the big lap and we might start by asking... Let's just welcome them first. G'day, Greg and Lynn. How are you? G'day, guys. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show this morning and sharing your travelling stories, dreams, advice, which would be is going to be invaluable for the listeners who want to do exactly what you guys are doing. But, Michael, start off with what were you going to say? Sorry. <laughs> I was going to ask what inspired you to do this trip because you're doing it for how many years? What's what's the plan? Uh, well, we've got a 10-year plan. A 10-year plan. Yeah. Not a one-year plan, a 10-year <laughs> no, no, plan. plan. How do you have a 10-year plan? Um, because 10 is a nice round number. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. like it. And, uh, and you're into how many years already? Um, about two years. OK. Um, we've got eight to go. Right. Um, so far, so good. Yep. Excellent. And um, we're, we're on track. And uh, everything's going fine. So um, the next date is, is looking good. Yeah. So to paint the picture, you started off, you guys had a business in Queensland, wasn't it? That's right. And then you decided what made, what was that breaking point when you said, nope, that's it, let's go, let's get going out and seeing Australia? Okay, you take this one. <laughs> okay. Um, well, in what happened was we'd always planned to do it. We'd talked about it for years. Mm. And it was, you, it takes sort of a lot of thinking about and guts really to decide I'm going to walk away from the house and everything else. And it's a difficult decision to make. Mm-hmm. And in 2013, we actually bought a rooftop tent 
as our practice to see how we would go camping. We'd actually intended to do it all in a rooftop tent, believe wow. it or not. Well, I, I didn't really? want to tow a trailer. Uh-huh. No. Very, very quickly we realised we weren't going to be able to sleep in that flipping bed anymore. <laughs> and that wasn't going to work. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. And around that time we had started to have family members that started to get sick mm-hmm. and we lost... Um, close family members and friends. Mm. That was the crux and turning point for us. We then realised what was really important and what wasn't in life. Mm. Mm. We then changed our mind and we'd always planned to go and not rent our house. We were going to just leave the house and not worry about it. Mm -hmm. We then realised that was not a good decision anymore, that material things, i.e. houses, furniture, possessions, don't mean anything. Yep. And we decided that we were actually going to plan and do it. And that so we sort of had a big turning point when, yeah. when that happened. So we sold the camper trailer, we bought a soft floor camper, we bought a track about soft floor camper. Okay, yep. Like a a full fully loaded one. Was oh, absolutely oh, fully loaded. It, it was fantastic. It was even yeah. heated. Oh wow. <laughs> heated, excellent. Yes. So we, we that cost us a lot of money and we, we went out in that and we did love it. Mm-hmm. But the older I'm getting, the harder it's getting for me to put up yep. soft floor oh, yes, yep. campers. Yep. Yeah. And we decided, I was still able to do it, we, but we decided in eight years' time would I still be able to do it. Yeah. Yep. And we realised that we had to make a decision ahead of time to, you know, that that wasn't going to work. So... We looked and looked and we, and from being on the road, we realised what, we didn't want a caravan because we don't like camp, um, towing big vans, wide vans, high vans, not interested. Yep. And as well as that, we actually love camping. We actually love being outdoors outdoors and hearing the birds and having the kangaroos come up to Mm -hmm. you and and Uh, all this sort of stuff, which has happened. What it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So what we did was we put a a list together of what we actually wanted. Mm -hmm. We wanted a comfortable bed and a shower and toilet on board something so that we were fully self-contained so that we could go to any national Mm. park, to any camping ground, anywhere. We wouldn't be hindered. Well, this is your home yes you wanted something comfortable so you've gone from a rooftop tent to a soft floor camper trailer and now you now we've got a rhino max hybrid so you've got a hybrid now excellent and we we feel this will be the the last one we've um, through experience through experience we found out what's right for us and um, Right, excellent. No. It's got That's an outside awesome. kitchen. We don't like the cooking inside, yep. you know, where your bed is and things yeah. like that. So it's much better for us. Yep. And we like to live outside rather than inside, not okay. be inside watching a TV in yeah. a flipping caravan or no, that. No. <laughs> no. You know, no. You know no. The, 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 the soft floor, the track about, it was great. But uh, this new one with how the kitchen just slides oh, out, right. it's nothing. It only takes <laughs> seconds. Uh, and uh, and I, I do uh, most of the cooking and that sort of thing uh-huh. so um it, it's fantastic yep. i love it excellent and, uh, pull out push it back in um bob's your uncle so we've covered what you're staying in what are you driving in uh, we've got a um a lysuzu d-max okay and um and that um we, we bought it for this and it's um it's doing the job great any it's, troubles or anything? Um, we haven't. Um, not an issue with the car. We've had dirty fuel once. Oh, we, okay. we picked up some mm. contaminated fuel. Um, but that was um, just a filter change. Okay. And uh, we're back on the road again. 
Excellent. All right, well, we'll just go and uh, have a word from our sponsors and we'll be back with Greg and Lynn after this. Oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers at 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt dirt4wd.com.au. Hills Radio Spot. And we're back with Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio with Mike and Anita until 9 o'clock and we've got some special guests in the studio with us, Greg and Lynn, who are, who you got to say, the iconic, living the dream, doing what everybody wants to do and travelling around Australia without a care in the world. <laughs> Isn't that right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, well, look, look, most, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, life's not perfect, <laughs> but um, sometimes it can be pretty darn close. Uh-huh. So let's just delve into your uh, history, if you like. So you were working together previously? You had a you had a, a business? Yes, we had our, our own business. Um, when we first got married, we both had separate jobs. And in the ni- 1990, as you'll, you'll probably remember, I don't know, the Australian economy was a mess. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interest rates were 18, 19 per cent and everyone was losing Oof. their jobs. Both of us lost our jobs. Oh. We didn't know what to do, so we put an ad in the paper just to mow some lawns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. It took yeah. us three months and we were booked out and we ended up with a landscaping gardening business wow. and we couldn't get rid of. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. That's yeah. how it happened. We ended up so fast. Um, and this is up in Queensland, of course, yes. where it's yeah. green and yes. lush. Everything and, grows fast. But it's the same yeah. with any mm. business. If you look after people, you do okay. Ah. Yep. You know. Yes. So we ended up doing that. So we were working to working together 24 7 mm-hmm. right and um so we got used to each other after a while <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on on the road we've found that the um because i mean you're in the, the car together all the time and mm-hmm. you're you're always together but what we've done is we've found us the one of the best things to do is we travel very short distances during the day right it means that we're not under stress so you you pop in mm-hmm. at where you're going to stop Maybe at ten thirty in the morning, eleven. Oh, you okay. stop. You set up camp. You cook lunch. There's no stress. It's easy. You're not yeah, 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 at each other all the time. You mm. know, while you're trying to set up, or if you're on a slopey site, or whatever. Oh, that makes yep. sense. But, but yep. we, we do have our our mean our me time, don't we? Yeah. Like you like doing your taking your photographs and wandering off and um, yeah and relaxing doing your puzzles That's while. Right. I go off through the metal detecting or looking for fossicking and, uh-huh. yeah, and love that, that sort of thing. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, or preparing dinner. Oh, well, <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah. Yeah. He's the cool. Yeah. Well, that's because I'm the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Time a bit of, of trouble for later. <laughs> there might be a silent sandwich later. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been together now for? Um, oh, 28 years. Wow. Long time. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Stuff. But it's if you think about it, 28 years when we're together all the time, it's probably worth about 100. <laughs> or more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Go yeah, on. exactly. So in terms of working out your itinerary, where are you going to go? Um, how does that work for you guys? We don't really have an itinerary. Yep. Excellent. I like it. <laughs> we we uh, 
like for instance coming across here like we're in Mount Barker at the moment um, we'd planned to come across here because we actually had a, a business meeting that we had organised for Wednesday last week. Yep. We decided to do that and then make our way across to Western Australia. Okay. We, but that was the, as far as the plan went. We had nothing yeah. other than that. Not like where to go, where no, to no. camp. Okay. No. Um, so what's happened now is we've met such fantastic people here and love the area so much. We're probably going to be in South Australia for the next few months. Wow. Wow. Um, it is a but see, spot you know, though. it's always because you meet people all the time and fantastic people who give you time and mm. talk to you and you f- discover amazing yep. places. Ah, yeah. oh, nice. You know, yeah. so we don't know. To be honest, we don't know where we're going to go and what we're going to do, but I don't think we're going to Western yeah. Australia. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we can have a rough plan, but we're always open to change. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, uh, and if anyone sees you on the road with the um, Burgundy Isuzu Ute yeah. and the white Rhino yeah. Max, you can always wave, say hi. Exactly. Or come up and <laughs> of say... Of course. Exactly. And, and you're in Mount Barker at the moment, yeah. so... Yeah, we are. We're at the caravan park at the moment. Uh, everybody's the, welcome yeah. to come over and have a cup of tea if they want. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mount Barker Caravan Park, so... Absolutely. Nice little spot that is there too. It's lovely. Um, best little caravan park in the area. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, he's on commission. <laughs> now, we were talking uh, just before about itinerary, so how do you determine how to get to a certain place like uh, you were indicating yesterday that you don't like to travel on the main highways for example yes so what's that all about well you take that one Lenny because you do most of the working out with the with the route oh, is Lynn the trip She's um, planner well, sort of yeah what, what happens yeah. is um, when we're on like like for instance we we knew that we had an appointment at Mount Barker last Wednesday. Yep. It doesn't happen very often, but we knew that. And we and we were up at Broken Hill up or up at White Cliffs near Broken ah. Hill. So we knew we had to be there. So what I did was I thought let's go. we didn't want to be on highways. So we decided to follow the Murray River. Oh, okay. And yeah. actually follow it as close as we could. We yep. didn't. Mm-hmm. You can go on highways and main roads and miss it. But so we mm-hmm. actually went around Loxton and followed it mm-hmm. all the way around up to Cadell, Morgan, and then all the way. So that's all minor roads yep. going around that way. Yep. And honestly, you find places like Morgan that are the most mm-hmm. beautiful little yep. town that yep. I'd, we'd never heard of yep. before. Oh. Whereas if you would have been on the main road, you, you would have missed it. it. No. Yeah. So it's it's all it is is looking for different places that aren't on the main roads and you find the best places mm. there. Ah. And where yeah. there's the best places, it's the best people. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and you get best camping spots. Oh, yep. Because off, off the main roads. Mm. That's another thing. You were saying that rather than camping right on the main road, veer yeah. off. Mm. Exactly. Exactly like when we, we camped at Merbeen, then we camped at Berry, right? Mm-hmm. And we camped in the um, on the common at Berry, which is off the road. You've got to actually get off the highway there, off the main road through, and you've got to go to some trouble to find it. Mm. Okay. Well, we end up camping on the Murray River with our own actual riverfront site, with yes. surrounded with bush. No one else near us. No one else could get near us. And if we didn't have the the camper. We wouldn't have been able to fit in because it's a very narrow road. With yeah. you couldn't have got in there with a caravan. This is one of the main reasons we've got 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the hybrid. hybrid. Yeah, yeah, the you can't big. fit in with a normal caravan okay. because they're far too wide because oh. the hybrid's the same width as the car. And that's all because you just decided to go a little bit further, further. and away yeah. from... And yeah. we found it, found it on Wikicamps, do a little... Oh. I found, before we yeah. left, I did a bit of work to see what all the different places we yep. could find. And as long as yep. you're prepared to get off the peak, off the main roads... And look at those places. Then you find fantastic places. Mm. Yeah, you really yeah. do. Mm. Not in a hurry and just yeah. take your time and yeah. Do, yeah. do a bit of research while you're there. Yeah, well, at Berry we loved it. We end up staying there three nights instead oh. of one, you see. <laughs> so that's what you do. You find beautiful places mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Oh, cool. All right, well, we might come back after this song by Tash Sultana. It's called Jungle. And we're talking to Greg and Lynn and their... Fabulous adventures on the road with Adventure Before Dementia. Stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers at 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt for wd.com.au. Hills Radio Sponsor. Adventure Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. And you're listening to Mike and Anita here on Adventure Before Dementia on 88.9 FM Hills Radio until 9 o'clock this morning with our special, special guests. Greg and Lynn. Now, in your travels around Australia, mm-hmm. have you had any interesting experiences with the local wildlife? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a funny one first. <laughs> okay. We'd just left Cameron's Corner out in, in the outback, just out from Tibberborough, and we were heading north on the red dirt, which we absolutely love being on the red dirt. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands of emus everywhere oh, you know God. there's a lot of them out there there's more emus than kangaroos actually out that <laughs> part and we're driving along and you've got to remember that greg is really really um attentive and watches the road because he doesn't want to hit anything and he concentrates really really hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's concentrating and gripping the wheel and watching because he's Emus flying everywhere. Yep. Oh, anyway, yes. we quick. finally they all disappear and he's on the road and he's still concentrating and I see an emu standing by the side of the road and just as we get to the emu, the emu decides it wants to cross the road but we're, we're slightly past him so he starts running by the side of the car. <laughs> in exactly next to Greg at the window where at Greg's driver's side door. Greg does not realise that the emu is there. True. He is gripping the wheel and concentrating and looking towards the front. The emu is right next to Greg, right next to Greg. All I can see is the emu's face <laughs> looking in the window at Greg with its mouth open and panting and trying oh. to get in front of us and running along with the car. I was laughing like Quit, I won't say. And honestly and truly, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it wasn't until the emu decided to stop. Greg never knew that the emu oh, was there because wow. he was concentrating ahead. So he was, was trying to get that. in front of you rather exactly. than Exactly. He was trying to get in front of the car. Oh, and it was, it was so funny. Oh. Yeah, really. good, good story, Lena. I don't know how much of that's true. <laughs> 
because he saw nothing. Yeah. And, and I wasn't gripping the wheel that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Good, good story, good yeah. story. What about other wildlife? I mean, given that you uh, don't drive as much as many people, you're doing uh, short driving stints means you spend a lot of time at camp. So you you, you would see more wildlife than uh, a lot of ab- people. Absolutely. And um, we see a lot of wildlife and we, um, we try and get out and go for a decent walk every day too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, we always um, carry our binoculars with us and so forth. Yep. And... Um, and we've seen everything from, you name it, um, echidnas, koalas, camels, um, mm-hmm. horses, um, snakes, oh. um, yeah, plenty of snakes. Oh. Yep. Um, but you don't see so many snakes while you're walking around making, mm-hmm. um, making noise oh. and, and, um, and movement. Mm-hmm. But generally, when you're at your camp, um, you might be sitting down reading or something like that, and um, you're actually in the, the snake's area it's mm-hmm. their home so uh, you always got to keep an eye out for those yep. and uh, we have come across a, a few that um, just wander through us and between us and through our chairs and mm-hmm. um, oh. and if one of us sees, <laughs> sees one we just go snake <laughs> either sit still yep. and let them go past or if you've got time um, especially if they're a big brown snake or something mm-hmm. like that you move to a, a safe spot yeah and, um, what do you do if you don't have time? You said you had something like a stick? Uh, in areas where we know there are snakes, um, we'll have a, a couple of um, sticks or there might be um, a rake or um, something like that where you can use them to, if need to, um, fend them off yep. Yep. sort of thing. and uh, Steer them away. Yeah, and, and as we um, people are pretty well educated with snakes these days, we know that... Um, if you leave them alone, they'll tend to... Um, they don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, when you run into trouble, it's because they're scared, they're fearful of their life. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you don't try and pick them up, you don't try and kill them or hit them with a shovel oh. or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they, you, you tend to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, just thinking about the snakes, I get a shiver. Oh, oh I do. You know, because... Uh, whereas they... You know, I don't know. You know, it's just... Um, yeah. yeah, snakes are one of those things They're that sneaky. you have a hard time with. Yeah, but we um, always keep um, like a first aid kit handy in a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have one in the uh, in the camper, yep. which um, consists of various sorts of uh, compression bandages mm-hmm. and oh, so yes. forth. Yep. Um, we have one in the car, and we always keep them handy where we can put our hand on them because yep. if one of us get bit by a, a mm-hmm. tiger snake or a taipan or something like that, you don't have long. Yep. Yep. And we also have a, a satellite phone too, okay. yep. which is um, in handy reach. Wow. Yep. So, yeah. Gosh, um, we, we don't obsess with it, yep. but it's always keep one eye open mm-hmm. and, you know, and just be prepared. Being, yeah, but we've never been aware. really close to being bitten anyway. Oh, okay. no, you know, it's it. just being smart and mm. thinking about... Yep. About things, but you've had a few right, interesting experiences. Very close to you. Yeah. Because I'm absolutely terrified of snakes. Ooh. Absolutely yep. terrified. Ooh. You know, but um, but mm. it's been fine, hasn't it? Yeah. Really. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Greg tried when we had a big python that was curled up next to our tent. Greg, Greg tried to tell me it was okay, and I could pick it up. <laughs> but yeah, I, sure. I, yeah. Was that the one that uh, had yeah. sat right next to the porta potty? Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> the one. I couldn't use it that day. <laughs> 
And then we could see it wasn't moving because we could see it was full of it eaten a batch. You could see inside it oh, well. what it had eaten. Mm. And it wasn't going to move so anywhere because <laughs> it was full. Yep. So I had to give it give way to the yep. snake. Just getting a mental image of that. Yeah. You could see the bat wings protruding from the stomach. You know, oh, there's oh, like, they're spiky. Like pointy yeah. things. And, I wonder how to yeah. digest bat wings. That would be I a don't. bit tough. Yeah, you'd well, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Whenever we see snakes, oh. they seem to be crossing the road. Now, you shared an interesting story yesterday where you believed that you'd camped in the middle of a snake highway. Yes, that was at Chewina, Do you, just south of Bathurst. Yeah, Bathurst. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about that one. Um, we were both sitting out just chatting um, outside the tent, right next to the tent. And um, I looked down, I saw movement, I looked down and about maybe two feet away from my feet coming straight at me was a red belly black snake <laughs> and I knew that I couldn't get up and run because he was too close <sighs> excuse me so I just lifted my legs up instantly and Greg was sitting there and I said snake and then he got the rake and, and it took him a long time because that snake was determined <laughs> it did not want to take no for an answer wow. and it was coming straight through it was going to go under my chair and because mm-hmm. we were near a creek ah, okay. we found yeah. out later that the snakes were on their way to the creek and they used that particular path to go, a, a local told us. Yeah. So his yard was further up the hill. They come through his yard, down through where we were camped and down to the creek. About two hours after that, after that incident, and I, we were still shaking and looking for snakes <laughs> everywhere, I come out outside and here comes a huge brown snake coming down the same path. Oh, my God. And um, what? I yelled snake and... St- but it was further away, obviously. And luckily, as soon as I moved and yelled, it turned around. Mm-hmm. Oh, so mm-hmm. the goodness. thing was, we were sitting making no movement, you see, mm-hmm. just talking, yep. and the yeah. snake doesn't realise. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, but once you... But he was too close, the oh. first one, for us to do anything so about. you were on a snake highway. <laughs> yeah, we were, exactly. They were on their way to the creek. Yep. <laughs> but considering how long we've been on the road, yeah. uh, we haven't seen that many snakes. No, we um, haven't. No. So that sounds like a lot to me. That's it. I've well, seen yeah. your fair share already, I'd say. <laughs> well, I'd be happy if I don't see another one for a while. <laughs> Same here. They're, they're good to see from a distance. Yeah. 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 Or at a zoo, behind yeah. glass. <laughs> All right, we might just go for a break and come back with Greg and Lynn and their adventures of around Australia. And you're back with Anita and Mike with Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. We've only got a few minutes left. Ten. Twelve. <laughs> Time okay. flies when you're having fun. Now we're with Greg and Lynn this morning who are doing the big lap. Now, Greg, I understand you're a bit of a fossicker. Oh, I love the fossic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's actually something that um, I, I really loved as a, as a young boy, but um, then I was just limited to just things that you'd find at a local quarry and they're just bits of course, quartz and ribbon stone and things. And, and if uh, people don't know what fossicking means, what's that in layman terms? Uh, fossicking? Yep. yep. And that means um, going into areas um, which are known to hold certain um, types of uh, minerals, stones, gems, gold, gold. that type of thing. Ooh, yes, okay. gold. 
Um, my grandfather, um, he used to fossick a lot, and um, I used to see the uh, the results of his um, successful trips, mm-hmm. and uh, and that stuck with me. Oh. I thought one day, if I ever get the chance, I'd like to do that too. Mm. And it turns out I've waited a long time, and it's, <laughs> I've only just started. I'm only a beginner. Yep. But um, it's something I like to do uh, when we get to spots that have um, potential. And uh, what do you do? I mean, how do you? Well, we. First of all, I, I find out if the area um, I'm in um, does hold um, stones or, or gold, and I do that simply by Googling yep. or going onto forums. Um, there's a Fossickers forum and there's huge amounts of um, info on there. And so I can find out what sort of um, gems, um, precious or semi, um, th- that are available if I'm lucky enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've... Um, been looking for gold as well. I mm-hmm. researched that, and uh, how do you find the gold? Have well, you got a special instrument? Well, I, I've, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I, I actually have. I've got. Um, I've got gold pans um, like for doing it the old way in in creeks where where oh. you have water and so forth. Yep. And also have a metal detector. Oh. Yeah. That's the good one. <laughs> and uh, I, I did quite a bit of research on that, and it turns out that I'm coming into the metal detecting quite late. Uh, most of the grounds have been worked over well and truly. Mm-hmm. But with the um, modern technology these days, they're putting out better and better machines. Oh. And, um, and I bought a machine that um, its latest technology, and it, it's, um, it picks up very small very fine gold mm-hmm. that all the others have missed. Yep. So I can go over old areas mm-hmm. that people have worked mm-hmm. and Ooh. still find gold. Ooh. Albeit small, yep. but still, I don't mind. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> so I, I bought the, the whiz-bang um, detector <laughs> and, uh, and I had all the gear and I bought the stuff and I had the backpack and I had the um, earphones oh, and yeah. I, I was... <laughs> I was looking and sounding a real treat, and a, probably a real Wally sort of thing. Oh, no. And um, we went out to uh, Tibberborough because I've been looking in the magazines, and Tibberborough is the place to go to find small gold. Right. So off we go, and I've got my detector all set up, and, um, and all the dials are all just right how the book told me to do it. And for the first week or two, I found horseshoes, I found oh. buckles, I found bits of wire, I found mud guards, I've um, you everything know, but water pipes, oh. um, lead shot, oh. and uh, no gold. Oh, that's pretty. And crappy. so I've got this big whiz bang um, <laughs> thing, and I'm not doing too well. And um, and people are coming home back to the campsite, and they're showing me the results of their what? day, and they're showing me their gold, and I'm getting no gold. And you were showing them their, your buckles and your horses. Yeah, yeah I, I had a little ice cream bucket, and I had all my little oh. knickknacks in it, and, uh, <laughs> oh, and no. they kind of felt a bit sorry for me. Oh. But, but one guy, he obviously felt a bit sorry for me, and he said, uh, Greg, show me your settings. I've got one of these machines too. Mm-hmm. And I showed him, I said, he said, mate, you're doing it all wrong. I said, you're kidding. He said, no, do this setting, put it up here and do that and turn this dial here. Now go out and try it. Mm -hmm. And I was out there trying it and it wasn't long before I found my first little bit of gold. It was just 
Wow. Wasn't much bigger than a pinhead. Yep. But after a couple of weeks of just no success and I saw this little bit of gold, I tell you what, I could have cried. <laughs> I just sat down and looked, it's gold, look at this, I found gold. You know, the gold was probably worth two bucks, but oh. the metal detector's <laughs> worth four grand. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and from then on, I um, did a bit more research on Google about the right sort of um, the, the land to work. And um, whereas before I was looking at um, uh, the, the real quartzy white sort of ground, um, I found that with Tibberborough, it was more the um, conglomerate. Um, conglomerate. That's the one. Thank you, Lynn. Um, <laughs> look for that. And, yeah. uh, and then I started working those areas Ooh. and I started to get more hits. And I was, wow. um, yep. So I ended up getting about 80 pieces in, mm-hmm. you know, in less than a week. Wow. So, yeah. So the moral of the story is don't read the instructions, <laughs> ask a friend. Well, exactly. Well, well men, men generally aren't that good at reading <laughs> instructions, are they? No, no. <laughs> So where have you been and what have you found? Well, um, the, the, the gold um, we've got mainly from um, Tibberborough, but we did pan quite a bit of gold um, at Chewina, that's um, south of Bathurst. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was new there too, but I, I run across an old miner Mm-hmm. And he showed me um, techniques uh, for oh. using the pan and uh, he showed me how to brush up on my skills wow. and, and that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, um, and he also took me out to some of his places. So, wow. You know, That's make friends, and, friend. uh, with, with the locals and, yep. uh, and this is what happens. Yeah. Oh, um, we've um, been to areas that hold um, gemstones. We've been to... Um, Mount Surprise. Mount Surprise, you've got some beautiful topaz. topaz. Oh, okay. And yes. um, beautiful. That's that's not thick on the ground. I, you know, there was about, I dug about twenty or thirty um, deep dry holes before mm-hmm. I found one that really produced. Yep. So you've got to put the work in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was fantastic. We ended up getting a, a really nice one cut there. Yes. Which we'll um, might put into a setting um, sometime oh, nice. off in the future it's for Lenny. Six, yep. 16 carat stone we've got. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, that's 16 carat cut. Yeah. It was about, it was, it was, I think it was about 80 carats. It was 80 um, carats. Old. They lost a lot of it when it was cut because of flaws. So we've ended up with 16 That carat. is amazing. Mm. And oh, it's God. pale blue. It's an ice oh, blue. okay. Mm. Oh, blue topaz. Um, we've been out to um, Sapphire. Out at Sapphire we um, actually did a guided tour at the start um, by a miner so he can tell um, newbies like us or show newbies like us um, um, what to do and um, what to look for, how to use your sieves, how to use Uh this, what sort of ground to look in and that sort of thing. And uh, paying for that saves a lot of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you can go out onto the ground yourself and um, have a better chance. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, uh, um, Tumbarumba. Oh, Tumbarumba. Uh, Tumbarumba. Um, we were out there and um, just I, camped on the Paddy's River. Yeah, beautiful place. Um, did not um, Google this place up. It was just a nice looking stream. Went out there and. Um, found a lot of little red stones and uh, I thought, well, these oh. must be garnets, I think. And I, I mean, I found a lot, you know, over a hundred of them. And, uh, 
and they all didn't look the same. They're all various shades of red and this, and they, they look fantastic. And I Googled that one up, and the area is also as for as well as garnets. It's well known for rubies as well. Oh, so wow. <laughs> I, I hope or I suspect there could be um, possibly um, a few rubies in amongst that as Definitely well. Definitely sounds like that. We also found wow. sapphires there. Oh. And, um, and Kupiti? Opals or anything? Um, Cooperpedi, we're yet to go there, but we've been to Lightning oh, okay. Ridge for yep. Opal and we've been White. to White Cliffs. Oh, yes, okay. And um, wow. Lightning Ridge, we've had a good look around there, not much um, success. We found um, quite a bit of potch. Potch? Um, potch, yeah, that's kind of opal, that's not real wood. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> what a strange name. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's we went botched. to White Cliffs, White Cliffs, we um, went through all the old diggings. And uh, we had a fair bit of success there. We've um, found some nice opal with colour, and uh, which they tell us um, is big enough and good enough to make jewellery from. Oh, wow. fantastic. So, wow. Sounds like you've got a bit of a pot of gold. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got yeah, some mementos for sure. Yeah. We've been having a, a lot of luck and a lot of fun. Excellent. That's what a great great thing to do while you're out and about. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, lastly, we'll finish off with a few of your... Best your, tips yeah. for people wanting to travel. What are some gold nuggets? Especially so like speak. packing and things like oh, that. What, what would you advise Lenny? people? Well, packing, take as little as you possibly can. Um, and everything you pack should have more than one use. Um, you were saying about clothes Yeah, as well. with, with clothes, um, in case you come onto cold weather, don't be packing thick coats and thick jumpers and thick <laughs> pants and I see women walking around with jeans and I go why <laughs> trying to get that <laughs> dry and so oh. forth no no good what you do is you pack thermals light they keep you really warm and you can double up you can do two layers mm, and they don't yes. take up any room in the drawers yep so just have your normal clothes and put thermals under them if you're cold that's yep. what we do you know, it's the best. It's the best thing, really. And yep, your your cooking utensils and things like that. Oh right, with with our cooking utensils, um, what we've got is we were able to find square shaped things, so they're much easier to pack. They fit in the corners. We've got saucepans that are square. They all fit inside each other. All the handles come off. Oh, nice. So the, all the handles fit inside, and then and then they don't take up much room. Excellent. That's, and oh, they're yes. not heavy. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, weight is weight. another thing you've got to worry about with camping yep. too. Mm. So the lighter, the better. And one fry pan we have kept is my mother's old oh. aluminium fry pan oh, yeah. that's about fifty or sixty yeah. years old. That they don't <laughs> yeah. make them like that anymore. Oh. That's battered. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a sight to behold, but it's a great fry pan. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Excellent. And you had a few as well, Greg, when you said you were getting to a destination just to. Take your time and just. Oh yes, yeah, that, that's that's right. Yeah, we tend to um, travel um, travel slow, so we can spend more time in areas, and um, and especially when you get to an area, uh, you know it because the area has um, a, a pleasant, fantastic feel about it, and you can just get out and enjoy it, and just just let the whole feeling of the place wash through you. Yeah. It's about spending more time 
travelling less distance but spending more yep. time and seeing the country. Yeah, excellent. Well, some great advice there. Thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Thanks it was for having us. Excellent Thank you talking to you. And um, don't forget that if you do happen to see the uh, the Burgundy Izuzu and the White Rhino Max, say good day to Lynn and Greg. They've got heaps of tips and advice. And that's it for us. Absolutely. Now for stay tuned for bricks and mortar. And we'll see you next week for another adventure before dementia. Bye.